0: Hi, readers. This is Danny. I wanted to pop in for a quick editor's note. We recorded this episode before the killing of George Floyd and the protests that took place thereafter. Um, that is why we do not discuss it in this episode. We do not mean to come off as insensitive or unaware. Uh, this episode was simply recorded before that all that took place. We do plan to record a book chat, a BCL chat, about Black Lives Matters and the books. Res- book community's response to it in the near future. So look for that. Um, I hope you all are staying safe. I hope you all are staying healthy. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Thanks. Black Lives Matter. I forgot the intro. What do I typically say? Three, two, one. Um. Oh, hi guys. This is Danny.
1: And this is Molly.
0: And this is black chicklet. And I call it apart
1: Yeah. I mean, shit's rough. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. I out forgot
0: right our very simple intro to our episode, which is literally just my name. Me saying. Yeah. That.
1: This is Danny. This is Molly. This is Black Chicklet. We're back. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's part of it too. Uh, We had like a whole episode, which I still probably can get with some finagling that we had done. That was gonna be a chat, and like GarageBand and Google Drive were just being difficult. So yeah, it'll come out. (laughs) Or parts of it will be released, like whatever parts I'm able to get. Basically, we've been indoors. Mm Mhm. So
1: looking out the window a whole bunch of people not wearing a mask
0: it's so I I feel so paranoid now I'm like what are the long term effects of this going to be like people are going to expect things to be cleaned all the time now which I'm for uh, <laughs> <laughs> like you go to the grocery store now they've got a guy whose job is just to stand there and wipe down the grocery cards
1: yeah I mean I don't know but, but you sure. know what it's not time for that it's time to get a little tipsy <laughs> Talk about this. I'm stuff. really
0: sugared up. Yeah, I'm really sugared up. I didn't have the alcohol, I had cake. sugar. I had cake. I had homemade yellow cake with chocolate Ooh. frosting
1: that had been chilled in the fridge. I just got like Ew. a a shiver down my spine thinking about that. Oh damn. It was,
0: it was it was a thick slice too. Like I was I was so happy. I'm so happy right now.
1: Can I ask you something? Do you think the other races eat yellow cake? If you're not Black and you're listening to me, like, let me know, because I'm curious.
0: I feel like everyone eats yellow cake, but has it been elevated to the level (laughs) of which it has in other, you know, cultures that it has? And, like, and I don't want to speak for everyone. Midwest Black families, you eat some yellow cake.
1: You are, ooh, it's somebody's birthday. That's exactly what it was. Right? (laughs) There's some yellow cake with chocolate icing. Mm -hmm.
0: And I don't know, something about chilling it
1: just, just makes make it, it. Mm.
0: So it sets
1: all them flavors in.
0: It was great. Literally, like, five minutes before we started recording, um, mm. like, while I was waiting for you, I had read this essay that, oh my gosh, see Jones had put out about, like, how he moved to the Midwest and how he was loving it. <laughs> and, like, that's why I added that line about, like, in the Midwest. Because, like, I'm realizing, you know, Black in the Midwest is,
1: is a different kind of black. It's a
0: different kind of black. And I don't know, I guess there's been a whole bunch of stuff coming on my Twitter timeline lately where people just, like, forget there are black people.
1: Yeah, and you see the thing about the tacos and they were like, this is, like, with the Red western tacos. It's like, there are Latino people, like, in every state.
0: I was in Sioux City. A solid 15% of the population was, was from Mexico. So, like, and granted, not a big city. But like, it's not like they're devoid of brown people. Right,
1: right. It's like, when I first came out to LA, I was like, where are the black people? And they're like, well, what are you talking about? You're from the Midwest. So like, I'm from Kansas City, okay? (laughs) Like, those are like, it's, I don't know, I don't know. People just are like, oh, you know, the Midwest, it's all white and it's all flat and it's all this and that. And it's like, sure, okay. Well, and it's
0: not, and it's not like it's just white people who do it either. It's like black people all on the coast who sometimes do it too. And it's like, and I think that's just like when you live in New York. Maybe I just have an issue with people from New York. Maybe that's a different
1: (laughs) path.
0: But no, so that's why I was like in a good mood. I had that cake. Mm -hmm. It was good, chilled, Mm -hmm. like I said.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: No, but other than that, it's just been sitting at home. Yep. Molly got me playing Stardew Valley. Oh, yeah. And I am not a gamer, but I'm like, ooh, I can do this. Mm-hmm. I just expanded my my house. I have a kitchen now.
1: Nice.
0: Moving on up. Ooh, so you
1: can start making recipes.
0: I was just, okay, I was just in the Stardew Valley wiki mm-hmm. looking at these recipes because I'm like, what's the deal with this? So why do I need to cook?
1: So you can get that stamina. So you can I- make that paper. <laughs> <laughs> so you can give uh, what's-his-name the life, you know, take him out of that shack on the beach.
0: <laughs> oh, him. I also didn't tell you that I've been reconsidering who I going to marry. Like, I am very confused now. I'm conflicted.
1: Ooh, who are you conflicted by? Who's <laughs> turned your head?
0: It's between Elliot, Harvey, Shane, surprisingly, and Alex. Oh, okay. Basically everyone but Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> Which is weird because if you go on the Reddit boards, that's like, the I'm like, why this emo? Oh, I'm, I'm so sick of him and his whining. We got way <laughs> off track. That's not what we're here for to discuss either. And I don't oh. know who understands the references.
1: Oh, I bet a lot of people, knowing the people who listen to this, I bet a lot of people are going to be like writing in.
0: <laughs> Let me know because I'm like, I may have to do a different farm so I can marry each one. I don't want a divorce because apparently they get really.
1: Oh, but you know about the witch, right?
0: Yeah, you can like have their memory wise. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's how we handle divorce around here in the valley.
1: <laughs> so. Anyway, yes. what are we reading this week?
0: I'm excited, especially considering what I've been reading. We are reading, or discussing Heaven, My Home by mm-hmm. Attica Locke.
1: Mm-hmm. It
0: is the second book. In the Highway 59 series. We read the first one, Bluebird Bluebird, back in Ooh, oh, what was that? That was a minute. It was, yeah. it was, it was like episode 15. Could have yeah. easily the book came out in 2017. So we reread it shortly before or after it came out. So yeah. two
1: years did ago, we was up. that like one of the first ones we got a preview copy of? I, I believe we... so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. When we thought we were like, you know, big That's shit.
0: It. Yeah. <laughs> So, yes, this is the follow-up, Heaven, My Home, Highway 59 series. It's it's won... Uh, so, I think the first book in the series, it won the Edgar Award, and then apparently it's been possibly optioned for uh,
1: A some TV kind of film show, project. Right?
0: Yeah. So, we'll see what comes of that. And then the second one... Oh,
1: cool. Heaven, My Home on the short list for the Orwell Prize for Political Fiction, What is Even Happening... Attic Lock I, definitely shows how crime novels are the perfect place in which to explore the tensions between different people and communities.
0: I love it. Yes, because woo, this one,
1: this I one went there.
0: It really did. So, what was So, I listened to our previous episode before this. It was kind of cute how we were like all concerned about spoilers. <laughs> I feel like we just don't even really give a fuck anymore. <laughs> like you wouldn't be listening to this, I feel, if you didn't. You know. Yeah. You know what to expect from us. Yeah. So so we're gonna get into it. Uh assuming you either have read it or don't care about being
1: spoiled. Yeah. Um
0: yeah, because Molly's right. This one and I have so much to say. I'm so excited. Me and my cake copped <laughs> up self are ready. So we don't have any news. I any mean there's news, news but we don't want to talk about the news. We're not <laughs> here for that. Um <laughs> uh, so, yes. So, I have a synopsis put together. I want to say this before I read the synopsis. I like Attica Locke's writing mm-hmm. because I feel like it is so complex. So, I don't know how <laughs> confident I am in this synopsis Okay. because there's so much, like, family, like, there's, like, family feud happening, legal stuff happening, mm-hmm. I guess, like, criminal law stuff happening, law enforcement, investigation, real estate development there's so many little complicated things happening in this book and they all sort of feed into the main conflict really well. So I'm going to try to sum it up as best as I can in this syn- in this synopsis. So let's get into it. Things have been tough for Texas Ranger... Ranger Darren Matthews following the happenings of Bluebird Bluebird. While his marriage appears to be in a better place, his mother's blackmail threatens to ruin his career and the life of his family friend, Rutherford McMillan. Before he's able to clean that mess up, he's assigned to assist in finding a missing child in Hopetown, Texas. Simon is a lot messier than it appears. The child, Levi King, is the son of a high-ranking member of the Aryan Brotherhood of Texas, and Darren's superiors are hoping that finding the son will lead with, to a deal with the father. A deal that will put away half a dozen more brothers Brotherhood members before a sympathetic Department of Justice can do away with the investigation. But it also offers some hope. If Darren can find Levi King, then maybe he can get the father to take the fall for the death of Ronnie Malvo, a racist skinhead killed at the home of Rutherford. When he arrives in Hopetown, Darren finds himself in the middle of a feud between Levi's mother, Marnie, his grandmother, Rosemary, and Leroy Page, a Black man whose property the King family and their racist friends are squatting on. We learn that decades ago, Leroy had leased parcels of his land to Lester King, Marnie's father. While Lester waved a few Confederate flags himself, he and Leroy grew to respect each other. But now, Marnie and her brotherhood connections have moved in to terrorize Leroy on his own property, to the point that Leroy feels his only option is to sell his land to Rosemary, one of Hopetown's richest women. However, Darren eventually uncovers a conspiracy. Rosemary is working with real estate developers to purchase Leroy's land and turn it into casinos cutting Leroy and a tribe of Caddo natives out of the income and their land. Leroy had been holding Levi... We learned Leroy had been holding Levi on a hidden island until the terms of the sale were changed. When Leroy eventually falls into a coma, it's up to Darren to find the island and the boy before he falls victim to the elements. Mm -hmm. And, like, he does. I just didn't add that, I guess, but... (laughs) (laughs) He does. He does. (laughs) So I was really concerned with, like, all... all this just, there's so much happening. I want to say right up front, I like this one much more than Bluebird, Bluebird. I think that's the consensus.
1: Yeah, yeah same. And I, I like Bluebird, Bluebird, but I think that, I think like if I'm remembering correctly, like some of our criticisms of it where it wasn't really diving into the racial politics. Yes. um, Like with the kind of like honesty that it could mm-hmm. this like jumps in the deep end like
0: right, so <laughs> you
1: <go. laughs> it's, it's very interesting because that one what did we say it came out two, that early 2017 mm-hmm. so that would have been like at the beginning of this whole era of <laughs> am calling it the split off what do they call it on community the darkest timeline and so um you know, there's some murmurings, and it's like kind of this and that, but you kind of get the sense that it was written before things really went to shit. Like, now Darren is like super fucking jaded. Like, this is kind of written at the end of this first term, and Darren is like, fuck that! <laughs> like, he kind of he woke up, remembered he was black, it was like, oh, hell no.
0: <laughs> yes. Because I think our criticism and that in law enforcement Darren Campbell is kind of naive about like what being black in Texas meant, like what all of this stuff for, you know, the people he was working with and why maybe some people might not trust law enforcement, why mm-hmm. there was some bitterness, why there was some resentment. That is not here this time. No. <laughs> and so he, he's a complete, he, he doesn't feel like a completely different character. But he feels like a character who has been through some shit. Yes. Definitely. And and honestly, I mean, Darren Matthews is all of us in 2020. (laughs) Because we have been through some shit. So should we remind people, or I guess refresh ourselves, too, about what we are dealing with? So at the start of this book, things are still messy from the end of Bluebird. Bluebird, Bluebird ended on a really messy note, but it was Mm -hmm. good. Yeah,
1: I I think that's that's, a high point of that book. And this one too, to be quite honest. Right. So I think there's a lot this, can
0: write some endings.
1: She really can. Um, so there's like this thread, like in each of these books, and I, you know, it's obviously setting up for a third book. Mm-hmm. So in each of those these books, there's been like kind of this overarching story that is separate from the, like the main mystery of the book. And it's mm-hmm. um uh Darren has these two uncles, um, and his father was with uh, Darren's mother. The mother got pregnant when she was very young, and um, he was raised by the two uncles, and the mother wasn't really related to them because they were highfalutin. I think, does she ever call them uppity? I feel like if she didn't, that's what she's thinking. Exactly, a bougie. <laughs> bougie. And they have like all this land, they have this old house um, that this caretaker lives on right yes and um uh basically this racist dude ends up dead on um darren's family's property and we Darren...
0: at the home um mm-hmm. rutherford mcmillan
1: mm-hmm. and rutherford is kind of like oh you know he was uh he says threatening my daughter right threatening mm-hmm. me and my daughter mm-hmm And um, I had to shoot him in self-defense. And that's like really the first thing that Darren, like the first kind of departure Darren has from this really like straight and narrow life that his uncles kind of exemplified for him.
0: Mm -hmm. Because
1: he, um, and you're going to have to help me out with the gun because this is the part that I get confused. Um, He covers it up and he lies when they ask about it. And then he's, like, looking, looking, looking for the gun for the murder weapon because, you know, that can implicate a lot of things. And so at the end of the first novel, like, everyone's sitting down to some Texas barbecue. And (laughs) wouldn't you know it, like, Darren's, like, mess of a mother shows up. And she's like, look what I have, the gun that you've been looking for. And it's this great cliffhanger because you don't know, like, you know she's a mess. You know she's, like, super devious. You know that she wants something from Darren, but you don't know quite what it is yet. Mm-hmm.
0: It feels like she just, she's resentful. It feels like she's, I got the impression she's doing all this on a whim. She's resentful that her son likes their t- her two his two uncles more than her. Mm-hmm. She wants to be like the center of his life. Mm-hmm. And, Cause we'll get to it. Cause there's that dinner scene with his wife and the wife even asked is like, how come I haven't met your mother before? And, then the, <sharp> and the mom is like all mocking she's like, yeah, how come she hasn't met her mother before? Mm-hmm. So, like, it feels like she just wants to be in Darren's life and have, and I, I'm i sure there's selfish reasons for it, too. She wants money and she wants to be taken care of, but she really just wants to, like, have that little bit of control in his life mm-hmm. to um,
1: mm-hmm, show up and uh, get him to do what
0: she wants him to do.
1: Right, because I feel like she was always kind of looked down mm-hmm. um, on by the uncles. Yes. Because how does Darren's father die? I forget. Oh, I forget, too.
0: Smarter a better podcaster, <laughs> I would have put it up.
1: Oh, it's all right. <laughs> when he's, like, out of the picture, he's not in it too much.
0: Mm-mm, it's really the uncles.
1: It's really the uncles it's who are Clayton twins, right? William.
0: Yes, Clayton and William. One's a Texas Ranger, one's a lawyer. But, like, we get the impression they have two different views on, like, justice, Mm-hmm. and the law wrong, like the law. yeah black and white the the texas ranger who texas ranger uncle who darren really admires is very it feels like sort of black and white morality certain you know views of the law whereas i guess clayton seems to be a little bit more gray in terms yeah. of it. i hope i'm i haven't read they don't get a real quick rundown in this book. And I actually didn't reread Bluebird Bluebird for this. So
1: yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think Clayton was like a professor too.
0: A law professor. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So he's got a very like analytical approach to it where it's like, well, okay, well, what if this, and what if that? Whereas his brother is like, no, like you said, black and white, this is right. That's wrong because that's what my job says.
0: I found a quote. Darren's uncle Clayton, a former criminal defense attorney and a constitutional law professor, would understand the impulse to shelter Mac. That's the that's Rutherford. Mac, an elderly black man who'd been accused of a racist piece of shit, but he would insist that Darren would get an attorney, and Darren didn't trust that this news wouldn't get back to his lieutenant in Houston. So whereas I think I don't know, I don't know what he said, to the father, but I did that because yes, Clayton, the lawyer would see what he would not,
1: he'd be less disappointed by Darren's actions than William, the Texas Ranger. Yeah. Which is difficult for um, Darren because he kind of looked at these two paths and he followed in the footsteps of um, his uh, Texas Ranger uncle. Mm -hmm. And now he's kind of seeing like he can't live by that code while doing all these things that in his heart of heart, he thinks are right, quote, unquote, right. Like protecting this guy, mm-hmm. um, you know, who he believes killed this racist guy in self-defense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was going to say, the uncles are a little bit messy too. Oh, yes. because <laughs> mm-hmm. like, What was it like they, they were both in love with the same woman?
0: Yes. And I'm going to mess up the names, but um, it's basically, William, Clayton was dating a woman whose name I do not, cannot pick off the top of my head, but William was dating or Clayton was dating a woman. He went off to law school or college. When he came back, his brother, William was dating that woman. And they eventually went on to get married. And this caused a, a split between the brothers.
1: Yes. But then, and correct me if I'm wrong, the Texas Ranger, William dies and she gets back with Clayton, right? I mean, I,
0: that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: it's, it's know, not I, like a huge like, part of this book, but I feel like it's going to be important like later to this story.
0: Oh, it has to be cuz why are we getting all this info
1: about his messy
0: uncles? It's going to come back up. Yeah, Darren's family is just a mess. A mess. And then you know what? The the gahona the balls on that lady to go back to that man after she dumped him the first time for his brother. It's wild. It's super wild. I'd be like, maybe just leave. Leave him alone. So so that's what we're sort of working with. Basically, we've got a dead racist skinhead. Um, the, everything is pointing to Mac. Darren wants to protect him, so he gets the murder weapon from him. He hides it, or thinks he hides it. His mother finds it she hides it again and so we get the impression when the book starts that darren has been simultaneously like giving into his mother's sort of demands while at the same time like where the fuck is that gun like
1: desperately trying to find the gun (laughs) where the fuck is that gun (laughs) because she's like you know getting money from him he's driving her around she's coming to dinner he's like taking care of her house mm-hmm. giving her and money. She giving money it's like she is really milking it <laughs>
0: and so this so this leads to the sea this is probably one of the like again I can really write even though I that first book left me feeling some kind of way this one really fixes it in like all the right ways because there is this scene so his mother is out I don't know at the lake I don't know where she is she's out enjoying her life living her messy life with her boyfriend, and Darren <laughs> on the side, she's like, yes. yeah. Yes, he she has, had, like, she a really messy drinks. excuse. Yes! Darren has, like, had some drinks, he's been stewing, he's mad about all this. He goes, to, like, I guess her trailer, I, I get the feeling she lives in like, a prehab. He goes to, um or a prefab, I can't say words. He goes to her trailer, and he starts searching for this gun, and while uh-huh. he's there, the police gets called, and, like, a deputy shows up. And so he has to lie and be like, oh, well, I'm trying to find her cat. Yeah, it's a great scene. It's so tense. Because first of all, there's the tension of um, this deputy, like, treating him like he's some kind of burglar on this property. Yeah. He he even shows his badge and everything. But it's still that tension of you're a black man.
1: Well, she kind of turns it on its head, too. Because it's like, so it's a white deputy. He shows up. And then he's, like, really pissed off. And then he says, oh, I'm a ranger. And then, like, the guy has, like, stars in his eyes. And it's, like, this, doesn't he? Like, he's, like, helping him try to find the cat and stuff. Right, but it's not until he mentions the
0: cat. Because it's not, like, he's not impressed because it's a ranger. It's, like, Uh, I'm trying to find my mom's cat. And it's, like, he's relieved that that's all it is. So, yeah, he gets really pally after he's, like, yeah, I'm trying to find the cat. I'm trying to find the cat.
1: It's like whiplash, like emotional it whiplash.
0: Really, it really is, because but the tension doesn't stop for you, the reader, because
1: because you, you know, know there, is no there is
0: no cat. Well, in that and like if this guy finds this gun,
1: cause oh he's yeah, there
0: for the gun. So Darren's really nervous because he's like trying to crawl under the house to look for him. And like, this guy's like, let's you know,
1: yeah, let's pull this back. <laughs> I'll go down there. I'll turn on my headlights. Like he becomes like literally officer friendly. <laughs> like he just wants <laughs> it to go away. <laughs>
0: He's so relieved he's not out here trying to break out a bird. He's like, I'll find your fucking cat. Let's do this. Yeah. It's so, it's so, it's so It's cute. like darkly like, hilarious. So Cause you're like, oh,
1: And like, yeah, like the scene starts off. It's like really claustrophobic. Cause he's like looking around the house and it's like dark. And he's like, you know, I only have so much time. And then like all this ridiculousness with the cat. It's, it's just a really good scene.
0: It was so good. I was like, oh my gosh, girl, I'm not ready. I just yeah. love the whole thing with the mom. I would read the third book just to see how all all this wraps up.
1: Oh, because you know it's going to come to a head.
0: Oh, it has to.
1: Um, I was going to say, talking about like really great scenes, the opening, I can't remember if it's the prologue or a first chapter, where, what's the kid's name? Levi? Levi. <laughs> where Levi's like going down the river on the skiff. It's amazing. It's long. so good. Yeah.
0: Like, well, and just like the first book, she does setting really well. Like yeah. when she describes these, I don't know what you would call it, but like this little cluster of small islands where, you know, where the kid could be anywhere in these like islands and he's skipping down on the water and like how dark it gets. Cause that's what kind of happens. Like it gets dark fast and now yeah. he's got a, like, he's not that experienced of a boater, yeah. So now he's got to try and make his way back home in the dark with all these trees and heaven knows what else is out there.
1: Yeah. And you get like just this sense of like the danger that this kid is in. Even though you'd be like, oh, he's on a lake, on a boat, whatever. But it's like, no, this lake is like fucking huge. And there's yeah. like all these obstacles. And he's talking about how like he's talking about his dad and you don't know anything about him or his dad yet. And how, like, you know, he says, like, people can get lost out here and you get, like, the tension and you have, like, empathy for this kid before, you know, all these other things that are going on. Because he's talking about, like, his mom's shitty new boyfriend and his dad's, like, away and you don't know what Mm -hmm. that quite means. And I think it was just, like, a good scene because a big theme of this is, like, who, like, do we owe empathy and who do we owe forgiveness to? Because, like, there's this kid and by all accounts, he's a shitty kid.
0: <laughs> I was going to say, I'm like, I'm not the nicest person and I've been since ending this book. I've been like, fuck that kid.
1: <laughs> right? Like, Sorry. Right? But at the beginning in that first chapter when you know nothing else except it's this little kid who's lost. Yeah. And he just wants to get home. It, like, it tugs at you. And then later yeah. you're like, oh, shit. Oh, well, yeah. Fuck <laughs> that kid. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it just sets up the rest of the novel really well, I thought. Yeah. And the mm-hmm. conflicts in it.
0: Mm-hmm. So, after that, that sets up the assignment because there is some back and forth between Darren and I believe it's the DA. Like, the DA sort of hints that he knows, he doesn't know the exact details, but mm-hmm. he knows there's something fishy going on with Darren and Mac. In the shooting of Ronnie Malvo. He just doesn't have all the details. And he doesn't have the actual story lined up. So there's like this weird scene. That's another tension scene. But right after that, like, so he's got all this stress coming at him. He goes and he gets put on the assignment to go down into Hoketown, Texas and help find Levi. And -hmm. he's like, why are you sending me? And there is a good quote because, like, they know from the jump that, um the Aryan Brotherhood the kid has the kid's family has connections to the Aryan Brotherhood of Texas
1: mm-hmm.
0: which was established in the previous book i don't know if it's a real gang if i were like i don't know yeah again if i were a better podcaster i, were, also, I don't want to research Aryan Brotherhood anything so what right. <laughs> but so they know he's like cuz they want to figure out if they get the kid then maybe they can they want to get the kid get on the dad's good side so they can complete this investigation they've been doing into other members of the Aryan Brotherhood before, you know, Donald Trump's Department of Justice decides there's good men on all sides and just drops
1: the investigation. Yep, yep, because they've got this huge case that they've been putting together, but they need, I feel like they need, like, the witness to basically, like, put the people, put, like, the 10 guys or whoever they have Mm -hmm. in the places of the crimes at the times, like, basically to put it all together. So this guy is kind of, like pin holding everything together in this huge case that um started in the last book um uh, because they're kind of in the background of the last book and this is why Darren is kind of involved in this book but- before like you said like all these judges are changed and the investigation is dropped and they're just told like to bug off basically
0: right and so So what does it say? The FBI has not been able to attach Bill King to this larger brotherhood case, mainly because he's been in lockup for years now and claims he's changed his ways. But if the wife and the new boyfriend get pissed enough, maybe, and then Darren's like, you want to use the kid as leverage. So that's what they're doing. There is a great quote where Darren's like, why did you ask me for Mm -hmm. like obvious reasons? And then his boss is like, I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) And Darren's like, Darren's like, darren hated when white folks did that when they acted like race was something they hadn't even considered until you brought it up and i was like this is when i knew i was like oh we got new darren right (laughs) we got new darren (laughs) Darren has been limited this administration for two three years now and he's just over
1: it yep darren is a change but yeah so there is some back and forth but darren gets in his head he's like okay well you know um What's the dad's name now? I'm going to know. Bill. Bill. Bill
0: King. Yeah.
1: So Bill King is basically in jail, daring things basically forever. And all these other guys are going away anyway. So I'll just have Bill, like, you know, I'll talk to him and I'll say, I'll find your kid. If you help me out with the murder of the guy that Matt killed. Um, If you can pin it on one of these dudes, if you can help me with the evidence. And so that's eventually why he decides to go down there because at first he's like, fuck that, I ain't going down there. He really did.
0: (laughs) And like, and I can't figure out, and you know what, I don't know if maybe I just need to reread it closer or if maybe it's done like this on purpose. If he had that, like, because he does go down there thinking maybe he can find some way to shift the blame. I don't know though if the idea is laid out as cleanly as it is there until he's talking with the mom about, like, what's going on.
1: Oh, it could be. <laughs> I just remember idea. that eventually, like, he yeah. gets, like, laser-focused on that idea.
0: Oh, yeah. That's his plan, and he's all for it, and he's he's ready to do it. I just didn't know... Because he, does, he doesn't say that explicitly, I think, at the beginning. I think he's like, it'd be so easy just to find someone else and, like, slap that down in front of the DA's office and say, that's your guy.
1: Mm-hmm. Because he knows
0: he's going down there and getting involved in all that mess anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. So...
0: So he does. He does. He goes down. These are not pleasant people.
1: No, I hate not it. Not one of them.
0: <laughs> so he like goes down there. There's like a deputy whose name I can't remember. Briggs. Briggs is like the local lawman, and he goes down and they go and they inter- and they like go to try to interview the mom and her boyfriend, Gil. Mm-hmm. Gil. Uh, Gil. And, then, and like reading this book was so like I had to put it down sometimes because I was like. <sighs> Do I feel like this is happening in real life? Do I want to read about it too?
1: <laughs> yeah. Because they're, she does it so well. She does. Like you get like, it's almost like a movie. Like when I remember back to it, it's like so crystal clear. Like some of these scenes and the people and all this stuff. Um, but they're like, like you said, they're squatting on this land. And it's like, you know, squatting is the technical term, but it's like, if you just picture someone squatting too, like just living in Phil, like
0: yeah, they're not legally squatting. Like I think they did lease the land, but Leroy does not want them there. He didn't lease it, to, and again, this is where it gets complicated. He leased it to Lester. Lester died. His yeah. daughter is now leasing it, and I guess he leased it for the whole year.
1: Yeah, but so, it's like he owns a lot of the land, and mm-hmm. like they're I mean, squatting I'm- on yeah a portion okay. of it, I believe,
0: and like these are, and like they get a, they know what they're doing. They are getting off on having all their white supremacist friends come mm-hmm. and squat on this guy's property, knowing that he can't legally get them kicked off,
1: yeah, not yet, are knowing like you know that he they're gonna cause trouble for him mm-hmm. like one way or the other,
0: yeah, so that's should we talk about Leroy? Let's talk Leroy about was, I, Leroy, was, Leroy was a lot. He was a, Sticking with Leroy was like a roller coaster because <laughs> I was on his side. And then sometimes I was like, oh, no, Leroy, tell me you didn't. And then I was back on his side. And I was like, oh, he didn't. So I
1: was like, fuck all of
0: them. <laughs> Darren, let's go. <laughs> let's go home, Darren. You got a wife at home. She's doing great law career. Be supportive. Be a house husband. Look into that.
1: It's like Derek, you better you better be looking after your wife. Cause she's got oh. a little something going on too in this book.
0: And you know what? I couldn't figure it out for sure.
1: <laughs> right? And I think that's purposeful. I think like the I don't know how many books are gonna be in this series, but I think like either in the next one or the last one, like a lot of what are they gonna what do they call it? Like hens are gonna come home to Ruth, because there's like a lot of little things. Just, just kind of purple. Like, yeah. Yeah.
0: Her and Greg. That's, mm-hmm. We don't even have enough to have a full thread other than the fact that Darren's wife, Lisa, and Greg just seem especially buddy. They're like talking well,
1: on the phone. Yeah, they're talking. So it's like um, Greg goes, or Darren goes down there and who's Greg with? Like the he's FBI?
0: The FBI, I believe. He wants to be like a federal agent, senior, like and that's why he's in on this because it, first it's Darren doing it for the state level mm-hmm. and then Greg kind of swoops in because he realizes this could be a career-making case for him.
1: Right. And he has known Darren and Lisa for a long time. hmm And it kind of comes out that he and Lisa have been, like, kind of talking about Darren, you know, and how worried they are about him. Of and course. then there's that great scene where they go to dinner, and they're like, we have to tell you something, but we don't really, like, get to what it is. And there's, like, you know, Darren's getting, like, more and more paranoid about, like, what's going on between her, even though they're saying, like, we're just old friends, we're just old friends. But, again, at the same time, Darren's hands are not clean either, because mm-hmm. um the girl from the first book, what's her name, Ronnie? Oh, Randy. Randy. Is that it? Randy?
0: That's the name I remember seeing in the book. I think it's, like, Randy
1: Winston or something. Yeah. And she is the wife of the guy who died in the first book, who's killed in the first book. And they kind of have... Yeah, they kind of have, like, a flirtatious thing. She comes down. um, Darren doesn't really tell his wife about her. Mm -mm. Darren's feeling bad in the middle of the night. He calls, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the beautiful, literal uh, supermodel, and she's, like, in Milan or something. She's like, Darren, what's wrong? (laughs) And it's just... I don't know. Like, there's so much going on just, like, under the surface with Darren's life. Like, shit's about to fall apart.
0: Everyone is so messy. So, like, everyone. Everyone's got some shit going on in Darren's life. Mm
1: -hmm. (laughs) Because
0: I was just, like, because I don't think he and Randy have sex. Like, they do some flirting, because I kept expecting it to happen until that very last chapter. And then it's like, oh, I guess he's, like, all in now. He's like, you know, I've embraced the messiness of my life. I might as well you know, be messy too,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and they eventually. It's implied that they have, or she spends the night at the very least.
1: Yeah, I'm not, I'm unsure now when I think back if they actually had sex or not.
0: She definitely. I, it's implied she spends the night, so you're right. Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it's like he does something that he that goes against his black and white moral code. I think that that's like he crosses a line for a rule that he has for himself.
0: This has been a real test for Darren. <laughs> <laughs> right.
1: So he's down here and one of his first stops is to go, he goes and he sees the people squatting on this land and like, aren't the police like talking to Levi's mom? And like, it's just like hella messy and she's like screaming and crying and they arrest, uh, do they arrest her boyfriend here or they take her in? I
0: don't think they arrest him, the rest are here, but they come down and Marnie's all upset and Gil is like, like they asked to search the trailer and Gil is oh like, you know, right. no niggers coming in my house. I don't care if he has a star. He's just mad disrespectful. And I think what happens is while all this is happening, friends are around. Like you can feel it. It feels yeah, just really, really stifling. Yeah. Because like all of the hangers-ons and the rest of his of uh, Gil's racist clique are there sort of like inciting and agitating the whole situation. Right. Like nigger, there's guns coming out. And then sort of at the end, Leroy... And some of the kato Kaba- K- Indians, they're on horses doing, like, their patrol. And so they yeah. sort of walk past.
1: Yeah. And it's just, like, a fucking lot is going <laughs> on. Like, everyone comes out to see Darren in this scene. Um, Everybody's got guns. Everyone's got guns. Like, it's getting really tense. He goes in the trailer and he talks to the sister, right? Mm-hmm. Levi's right. older sister. And she kind of, like, said, she says to Darren, like, like, I know this is a lot, but can you basically like please like can you please just find my little brother like I know there's a lot going on out there and that's what kind of gets there and he's like okay this is a kid this kid has a kid sister I'm gonna do my best to like do what I think is right
0: and in that we also sort of get the first inkling because Marnie's like Rosemary has him Mm -hmm. and Rosemary is Bill's mother so it's Mm -hmm. Marnie's not I don't know if they ever married mother-in-law but it's the paternal mother or yes. paternal grandmother, Mm-hmm. and so there's tension there.
1: Yeah, and she keeps saying she has, she has him, she has him, um, and I feel like Gil is kind of like, oh, she just has him, like it's fine, whatever. He's not in any <laughs> trouble. Like <laughs> he's just, he a- just
0: calling people nigger to be like,
1: <laughs> he don't care. <laughs> he don't have a fuck about anything.
0: Oh, I'm so sick of this. I'm like, oh my god, like reading him was the worst.
1: Yeah. Uh, ugh.
0: <laughs> and we also learned, though, that Gil isn't even technically, like, brotherhood official. Yeah, he's like, he
1: hasn't the- been jumped in or anything because he's yeah.
0: pussy or something. And he's probably too messy. Like, that's, if you are a legit criminal, criminal organization, person, you don't want some hot mess who can't shut up, you know, running Ponzi schemes. You don't want that. You don't need that. It's just going to mess up what you got going on. Yeah. So then this is where we go and we get, like, Leroy's deal. And we sort of learn, and I thought this was really cool, about, like, the history of, like, these islands and the relationship between the native Cato Indians and when, you know, pre- and pre-Civil pre War, like, how they would sometimes shelter runaway slaves. And maybe I'm yeah. jumping ahead. But no, I, I feel I- like we learn about this at some
1: point. Yeah, it's, like, hard to, like, remember because there's so many pieces and they come back and, like, this happens and that happens. So, like, if we were going in strictly, like, chronological order with the book, then it would be, like, a lot of jumping around.
0: Yeah. This book is so thick. Like, as I was reviewing it to prepare for this, I was like, there's so many little
1: details. So many layers that, like, you think, like, little unimportant things that, like, come back and they're, like, super important.
0: And it's like, ah, shit, you got me! I, like, I almost want to go back and reread Boober Bird just to see how, after reading this one, how my opinion changes. And I may, I say, on the air with absolutely. (laughs) Well, I told you
1: I was going to, because I listened to the audible of this like at the beginning of the year. Mm -hmm. And I was going to get the book because I was like, oh, I really like it. Like, I'm going to buy like the physical book because I really liked it. And then I'll just like, read back through it because I can just read and print like a whole lot faster. Mm-hmm. And I accidentally bought a Bloomberg <laughs> So.
0: I was thinking of buying just because like ever since those headlines going around about how Bezos is going to be a trillionaire, i have suddenly be like, I ain't supporting that. Yeah, I'm not supporting. So I'm like, I'm going to have to start shifting some of those Kindle titles. If I really um, love them, I need to start getting them in print because yeah. eventually I'm going to need to wean myself
1: yeah uh, yeah i have been doing really good until this happened
0: i I mean we all were doing good and great (laughs) in so many things (laughs) before this happened anyway yes so but no i i know what you're saying so i'm thinking i might get it get both of them too just to reread but no we learned that this island's like a chain of islands and like the enslaved people could hide there really easily and be hidden and it's hard to find because there's so many islands it's like
1: Mm-hmm. I don't it's like almost like it. an inland sea yeah they have like all these like little islands that are like uncharted unmapped yes. and like mm-hmm. these big like huge ass trees that are in it with mm-hmm. like huge roots that can like just snarl up a boat and you just be out there and I think there's like like a crocodiles or caiman or some kind of like...
0: Some eating thing.
1: Some eating thing. Some nasty ass reptile out there. And when it's dark, it's like completely dark and it's just, it is a dangerous fucking place to be.
0: Also sounds kind of nice. Like, get me get me out there and get me away from all the, you know, these killer white people. I get it. So... So...
1: And we know, learned uh, that we
0: learned that Leroy's wife his late wife was a member of the Cato tribe. And he sort of feels like, not responsible because that sounds too patronizing, but he like, he feels like he's sort of- No, I, I don't
1: think I think that that's the correct descriptor. I think he feels responsible. Okay. And I think with everything that comes with that, because Leroy, the first time you meet him, and I think that she does this so well, it's like he's think Darren's thinking about Mac and he's thinking about how black people are, you know, torn down and like, you know, dragged down and all these things. And he's like, okay, well the system has like uh you know it's going against this old black man and I can change that. I can help him. But Leroy ain't all what he seems. So I think like mm. like saying he feels responsible for the caddo I think is like spot on with everything that it that implies.
0: And Leroy has this great quote doing this scene where he's like black folks are the most forgiving people on earth. And then Darren reflects that this was a point his uncles had often debated ferociously, whether forgiveness made Black folks saints or stooges. Mm -hmm. And so you get a hint early on that Leroy has some kind of ship on his shoulder. Like, Mm -hmm. he he wants to protect his, what's his and his. And so Mm -hmm. he's not, he doesn't seem all that concerned about that little white boy either. Right,
1: right. So I forget who tells Darren that Leroy was, like, the last one. It comes out that Leroy was the last one to see Lee Levi and that he was, like, putting away his boat or something on a person. I just keep, like, imagining someone putting, like, a bike in, like, a shed or something. <laughs> like, he's putting away his boat <laughs> at, at a certain hour. And if... You know, he was putting away his boat at that hour, then he had to have seen Levi leaving at a certain hour, exactly. essentially.
0: And I know we sound really, but there's like so much happening in this book that sometimes it's hard to get the timeline right. Because I think what happens after that is Darren goes to visit Leroy and he mm-hmm. sort of tries to like question him on the slide, be like, hey, Yeah, like, you you're a friend, 5. but. <laughs> Yeah, I'm here, buddy. He tries to good cop up himself, but where were you at 9pm last yeah, Saturday night? Leroy L- is not here for it. He's not out L- L- Roy- it. He's like, get your ass out. my. He like turns cold on him and he sort of like kicks him out of his house.
1: Yeah, and the important thing here, again, like tiny, tiny details that you don't even think about. Like he's going to get a beer or something and um, isn't Darren like looking at the shit like on his counter or on his fridge or something and he sees like a business card for a state attorney or something like that, mm-hmm. and it's like he's like just listing off the thing he's like receipts and a menu and this business card and da 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 da, and it's like just these like tiny little details that at the end, and I think that's what makes it such a good mystery. It's like you have all the pieces to put it together at the end, but you don't realize it.
0: And you know what? I'm not smart enough to put it together at the end because I only <laughs> I get it enough to explain to you all, but I only
1: it's a lot. It.
0: They're yeah. So like, this is a real conspiracy right now. We're right? together.
1: It runs deep. Like these people down <laughs> on this lake, they didn't have a lot to do but engage in crime and
0: take up some really intricate ones too. <laughs> so after this, he sort of goes, or at some point, he goes and we and we meet Rosemary, yes. who I also didn't like.
1: Yes. And it's like, so there's Hope Town, which is. And am I getting correct me if I'm getting the names of these towns wrong? There's Hope Town, which is um was the settlement of the uh, the people who had run away from the whites and what was the name of the other town? Okay, I guess I that they, the whole town is just called Hope Town. Yeah,
0: Hope Town, but there's like black Hope Town and White Hope Town, and Rosemary's family is sort of like a big wig, it's like old money. Yes. Old, old white money, which is relevant. Right. And right. so they really want to revitalize whole town and like increase tourism into it and like build it back up so because in its heyday, it was like this bright shining spot, you know, it was right there on the river's edge, so like steamboats could come, drop people off, pick them up. But now it's sort of lost its its
1: luster. Yeah, now it's kind of like an older it's not like totally destitute. There's still like little ladies who come. Mm -hmm. Uh, specifically for these ghost tours (laughs) (laughs) which again is a little nugget of information you think is not going to be important and turns out to be like the key to the whole mystery but it's not what it
0: was and like this lady and I guess like the mayor no not the mayor there's some other like high gluten real estate developer or maybe it's her lawyer who they really want to like build it back up Mm -hmm. We also learned that Rosemary is a descendant of a white woman who came to the town, and I know i jumping down here by saying all this. A descendant of yeah. a white woman came to the town, brought her slaves. Uh-huh. Slaves ran away, uh-huh. and she was like sort of left destitute, is what we are. Right. Like, after the Civil War, slaves ran away. The war ended, slavery was abolished, and she was left destitute. Right, but she like
1: <laughs> doesn't she remarry someone? She- she does just fine. She's she a white lady. Fine.
0: She's a white lady who still had some, like she wasn't destitute, destitute, but she was not, you know. She didn't have she, that slave she, money anymore. Yes, exactly. She's she marries again. She does just fine, right? And they have she a
1: no hotel. One. Is that what it is? Yeah, yes. she owns the hotel. So her, and you don't find this out till later, but like her ancestors basically own this hotel on the white side of Hopetown um, where Darren ends up staying. Yes,
0: Isn't, doesn't a tour like walk in in the middle of his like, he like wakes up one morning he's like some old people taking photos <laughs> or am I com- complaining that with something else? Just like he, he overhears these tours happening. Like yeah. he's asleep, and he yeah. wakes up because, because it's a tour.
1: The, Darren, so Darren goes and his first stop is to talk to Rosemary. And she's kind, he's kind of like, okay, like, you know, um, the boy's mom thinks that you have him. And so Rosemary is like that little turd. No, I don't. <laughs> and so she's like, she super does not seem to care. Um, and he kind of walks. Oh, she like, it's like he goes in the house. And then he sees like her lawyer and they kind of imply that they were just like fucking or something. (laughs) They're really close. Yeah. Like they come down, their clothes are all disheveled and stuff and Darren like takes it, he's like they knew I was here and they still came down like in such a way that made it seem like they were just fucking. And he's like, why the fuck would they want me to know that?
0: And like from point jump You are made to, like, not, I just, like, it's really well written. You do not trust this lady.
1: Don't trust her. Don't like (laughs) her.
0: Like, like, yeah. Even more so than some of the, because as racist as Gil is, he's just not smart enough to really pull anything on you. (laughs) There's, like, this one scene where Darren is, like, or, like, Gil is, like, you know, they say Black people have, you know, 20 fewer points than the average white person. Darren does something. He's like, well, if you can spell IQ, I believe you. And, like, <laughs> right. Gil get the joke. <laughs> and it's like, so you know what you're getting with Gil. Like, you know exactly what you go, what you're getting with Gil and all his people, even Marnie to a bit. Cause they're really obvious, but Rosemary. is, Rosemary really is like implicit.
1: wily. Yeah. yeah. And, and so like, she so, says like, she's acting very nice. And she's like, well, you know, even though I don't give a shit about Levi, Levi, you can stay, I'll, uh, I've arranged for you to stay in this hotel. And she doesn't say she owns the hotel, which is, like, (laughs) super devious. And she's, like, I've got the room all ready for you. So he goes to this room, and um, it's like you were saying, he, like, goes to sleep at one point, and he wakes up, and there's this ghost tour, like, outside of his window. And they're all, like, (laughs) jingling and tiddling and stuff and everything. And it turns out, like, the um woman died in that room or something the -hmm. the ancestor or got a head chop like something like super violent happened to her and now like they say the room is haunted yes
0: and he realized
1: it's part of the ghost store and he realizes like rosemary purposely put him in like a haunted room just to fuck with him
0: (laughs) which is so absurd (laughs) I kind of love it like that's some petty shit
1: it's, like, super oh, yeah, big.
0: I got a room all for you. I
1: got a chest for you.
0: This, okay, the ghost stuff confused me. Because I was yeah, like... Yeah,
1: because it, there's nothing like it at any other point in either book.
0: It's like, we just full on, so, like,
1: was it a <laughs> it I believe it. <laughs> Darren's all ghosts.
0: I'm like, you know what? He's, he has... Has he, Hasn't he also been drinking? Like, yes. isn't that another plot line? Like, yes. he's always he had drinking a, again. Yeah, he's always had an alcohol problem. Mm-hmm. And, he, and it comes and goes with as, however good his life is. Like, when things are great, he drinks less. When things get hard, he starts drinking again.
1: Yeah, because he's with these other rangers, right? And they're like, rent, like they go to a cabin or something, or is it Max his land or whatever? And they're like drinking a lot and barbecuing and stuff. And his life is just kind of spiraling.
0: Yeah. So he's he's in this room and he sees a ghost or an alcoholic mission.
1: So, but but he sees the ghost of the lady. And later he gets the picture of the woman who turns out to be um, Rosemary's ancestor. And he's like, I never saw her before. How did this happen?
0: This is a good time to introduce Marcus. Yes, so I don't really know what I don't know how some of these people are in Darren's life, and I'm, I'm not glad from... you said that because <laughs> I don't remember where he came from. He's just a black guy. he sort of knows who lives in this town. I'm tip, you know I'm gonna kind
1: believe that he was a professor at the same school where Darren's uncle taught.
0: Yes, he is. Okay, it's even crazier. He is Clayton's <laughs> freshman year roommate. Come on. Oh. <laughs> From when they both went to Prairie View. Okay. So
1: but now, he was a professor, right? I, or he, he was.
0: He has some kind of academic background. I think he's like a historian because his yes. role in this book, so he had we mentioned it gets mentioned specifically he had a white wife. And they <laughs> bed and breakfast but then they divorced mm-hmm. and so he has this bed and breakfast and he also runs this sort of little like not a historical society but it's some sort of like it's it's academic it's a preservation it's something about like the history of the town mm-hmm. and so he's writing a book I think and he's really searching and researching like the history of this town the people in it the relationships between like the black people and the slaves and the natives so he's like our local
1: historian he knows yes. what's up Yes, and I think like when he entered this book, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be like the wise old guy who like gives the map and, <laughs> and gives some information that leads to it." I don't think he was prepared for the level of involvement he has at Marcus the end he's today. He's He's out on the boat. He's tackling people like he was not
0: ready. He, he did not want this. He, he didn't do want it. it.
1: He'll do, he was like, I guess, for Clinton, my old, my freshman, freshman year.
0: Can you imagine? Like, that's a good, you know, that's a good connection, that they're still right? friends.
1: Right. So, yeah.
0: So that's, you know, I don't feel that bad about it um, for not knowing how this man was related to his life, because I never would have thought uncle's freshman
1: roommate. Right. But he, um. so basically, Darren, like, goes to his little shop, and this guy's, like, selling knickknacks, and he's, like, oh, mm-hmm. you know, curios and stuff. And he has a picture of, basically, the town's ghost. <laughs> and Darren, like, picks it up out of, like, a big stack of pictures. And, um, what's the guy's name again? I lost it that fast. Marcus? Marcus. Marcus is, like, funny you picked that one, uh, because you're staying in the room where she died. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, he... He just, he just wanted to read history books and look at old postcards yep. and not get involved in all this white supremacy crime. And yet. Here
1: he is. Here he so, is. on a boat.
0: So we get all this history, and like for a longest time, you, you don't really get how it's connected. And yeah. I will say, I think the middle is a bit laggy, but I remember reading this and being like, oh my gosh, I still got... 40% of his book left. So uh, we should talk about Darren's meeting with Bill. Yes. And I don't know who calls what, but basically we get a scene, and I guess, you know what, it doesn't even matter at the end of the day, but we get this scene where Bill and um, Darren yeah. are talking face to face. And Darren is, he knows what this man has done. So apparently Bill King killed a black man, Keith Washington, Mm-hmm. for, it sounded like he was just some sort of, like, jumping in to get in this gang. Like,
1: mm-hmm.
0: didn't do anything to him. I think he might have been a complete stranger, but he killed this Black man. He got put away. Darren doesn't believe it. I don't know if I do either. He's re- he's repentant. Mm-hmm. He regrets, you know, his involvement with the brotherhood. He apparently is writing letters to the family. I'd be like, get this man out of my <laughs> mailbox. Right. Do not allow his any letter he's got for me to leave that jail, because I don't want to see him. Right. And so this is where it gets sort of said explicitly, where Bill is like, look, if you find my kid, I will say I'm responsible for Ronnie Malvo's death.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And because he's like, well, I'm not getting out. This is great for uh, Darren, because now he's even further. He's, he's being fed led even further. Because first he's just covering up the murder.
1: He's hiding. Right. It's
0: more like lying by omission.
1: Right. And, uh, I
0: don't know who did it.
1: But now then he hides the gun. And now he's going to play someone else. It's like yeah, and, yeah, these little steps. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So he is he's doing, and if this ever gets out, if Bill King ever rats him out, because now he's in bed with this guy.
1: Right. And Bill King is kind of saying things like, well, I'm not getting out. I'm not getting out. But he's saying it in a weird way that comes up later. Because basically, like Rosemary writing letters like, to the governor. And so is he. Yeah.
0: Like, I just like this detail that Attica a lot includes where she like or apparently like Bill writes shitty and then crosses it out and replaces it with bad yeah. I would write I would use the word shitty to the Missouri governor I would say you are a shitty <laughs> governor we didn't even elect you dude you're only governor because the guy before you got arrest, got bail pushed out because he blackmailed a woman with sex crimes. I hate this state so much sometimes. <laughs> That's an aside. Let's go.
1: Those are his stories. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yes. so you know, Bill is kind of like you know talking out of the side of his mouth, like I'm never getting out, even though he knows for a fact his mother is like working on this plan to get him out of jail. Mm-hmm. But I think it, he does. He say like. I won't do anything like that. I'll just stay in, like, whatever, as long as my son is safe.
0: Yes, he really, like, presses this whole, I'll do anything for my son. I just want him safe. I want him away from Gil. I don't like him being around Gil.
1: Right. He wants him kind of out of that life, because he's like, uh, the life will just leave. Like, she's not gonna stay in that life if, you know, she's not with somebody who's in it, or adjacent to it.
0: What? Oh, no. Sorry, I was reading something, and it was about... Oh, it's like, I guess, some letter Bill Wright wrote to the parole board. Mm-hmm. It was whites in need, too. Why did everyone forget that? Where were our marches? Not for me, I mean. I always had a little something growing up, Rosemary King's son. But I saw friends in my county scratching at dirt for food and some kind of way to make a living. And here come the blacks talking about me first, and y'all owe us this, and y'all owe us that. I carried around that anger for a long, long time because I had cracked no kind of books. Didn't have anyone at home who acted any better. And I didn't understand until I read Mr. King's book and looked into some other stuff.
1: It's like, whatever, right, Bill,
0: <laughs> whatever, Bill, you're still in jail for murdering a man. So yeah. A late, so.
1: Yeah. So I like, get a dad too, like Darren, like really gets into the details of all that. Yeah, and again, yeah. it's like who that, who deserves forgiveness. And it's like, Darren's making all these judgments on people, which is very interesting. This
0: whole everything that
1: happens.
0: And this is again, this is one of the books I think. This is why I wanted to read it. This whole book is just like a real. It feels so very because these are the conversations we're having. Very in this era. I am currently reading a book that's a piece of shit, and I want to really enjoy just tearing it to shreds on Goodreads. Look forward to it. Um, Called Meet You in the Middle. It's a rom com in quotes about a Democrat and a Republican who fall in love. Mm, their
1: white. Yes.
0: Oh, you know it. You know it. And it's just, like, so disingenuous that, like, there's this idea that you... And I'm trying to figure out why it annoys me, because it's not just that it's a Republican... Like, it's never... It's not that. It's not that it's politics. It's not that even it's, like, one privileged white lady who thinks she can write a book about how we all have to be nice and get along. It's like... It's this idea that you sticking to your principles and caring about, you know, your rights or even someone else's rights is not as important as being nice
1: to people mm-hmm. and, like,
0: being civil and, you know, all this other stuff, even if they don't deserve it.
1: Yeah. It's like this idea... We were talking about this the other day, that, like, all ideals and all beliefs need to be valued on the same level. Right. Like, if I believe that children shouldn't have to go to school and be looking over their shoulder thinking they'll be shot right. and that black people should have clean drinking water and you don't believe that? that both of us are morally on a level that's not something that I think I could ever get past the idea that my life or like the life of my family or the life of like the vulnerable people that I serve in my work like
0: Mm -hmm.
1: are inherently less valuable than you know your bullshit beliefs
0: yeah and the people who don't believe that are not owed your like civility right they're not owed like i don't owe them friendship i don't have i don't i can say yeah i don't want to be friends with you because you are a republican and it's not just because you are a republican or you are, you know, you voted for Trump or you are, you know, I have a flat. It's because of what those things represent. Right.
1: It's like if you're saying, I believe pe- some people's life just have no value. Right.
0: Look, <laughs> like, I can't ever be cool with someone who thinks that. Well, I can't ever. What's that headline that gets shared around on Twitter? It's like, I don't know how to tell you that you should care about other people or something. (laughs) I don't know how to explain it to you that you should care about other people. Yeah. And so, and this book just felt so of the air because after that election and everyone was like, I can't believe there are people who are like, this is breaking up friendships. Because there was like that whole buzz about how people were like, I unfriended people on Facebook and, you know, I stopped talking to certain friends and people, namely, you know, conservatives or Republicans were like aghast. And it's like, yeah because people don't owe you if you're gonna act a certain way, it comes with consequences and I people don't owe you their emotional energy or their emotional labor to interact knowing how you you hold these beliefs right they don't. I was gonna say along
1: those lines like this is the first piece of like media that I really have that personally I have like seen or read or engaged with or I guess consumed mm-hmm. that really captures like the Trump years. Yes. That really like is talking about like what people are feeling and what, you know, uh, politics are like and what racism is like and how these things are like so intricately like tied together and like personal and just like I haven't really seen anything else like engage with it so honestly like the political landscape right now so honestly as this book does.
0: Yes, it really does feel like of the era. And if I wanted to explain to someone, like what was it like living like in the U.S., like that first, maybe now it's different. It's, I don't know, it feels like that first year, those first two years when we were Mm -hmm. all still just like getting into it felt wildly different. And it's like, cause we read um, Roll of Thunder, Hear My Cry. And that's Mm -hmm. a book that also deals with really fraught, you know, racially tense times. Mm-hmm. But it's some there's something about reading something that is so of the moment, right, so temporary and so unique to like this rot that's currently happening because, you know, in that book, you know, the segregation and the racist stuff, it was very, oh, can I think of the word? I want to say like, for, formal isn't the word, but it's very codified. It was. You know, you um...
1: De jure, I think yeah, that's what we call it. That legal By yeah. law. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it was very codified and like you could see, like it definitely is bad. The law shouldn't do this. And you can see how bad it was. And now it's more like this insidious subtle, yeah, de facto mm-hmm. thing where people just feel comfortable saying things in spite of the law and of the, you know, mm-hmm. quote unquote strides we've apparently made.
1: Right. Yeah, and I was just thinking, like, a lot of the, like, books, and and maybe this is purposeful, maybe this is on me, but I feel like a lot of the books and the movies and the TV shows and the music that I've kind of, like, been engaging with over the last four years, except for one exception, which I'll say, which is going to be wild, <laughs> but it, it feels like it's been in, like, this fantasy world where you know Obama's still president and mm-hmm. like we're not facing all these like issues and like all these like big horrible things aren't really happening mm-hmm. um and it's like just to see it like in a book like like uh kicking my ass like hey pay fucking attention like to what's going on and like I said it might be like I'm choosing not to like, consume media that's reminding me of shit that's happening in the real world. But mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the things I've been saying are like, kind of like, I'm just gonna kind of ignore this because I don't have the mental capacity right now to unpack like all the things that are happening.
0: No, and I agree because that's how I'm doing. There are some, like, I was in the middle of watching, I think, The Handmaid's Tale, mm-hmm. which I think started early 2016 or something. And then the election happens, like, I can't finish the show. Like, I can't. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the spoons to deal with this. and I got into and I started reading a lot more romance, and mm-hmm. I just started diving into things where it didn't happen. The one exception for me, I think that's been the most like not even nonfiction. like everyone was reading what happened and all that other stuff. Mm-hmm. The thing that got closest to me was I read Red White, and Royal Blue, mm-hmm. which is a romance that takes place in like an alternate reality where like a Trump XB and a female Democrat are right, and she wins. Uh, and like that was the closest. It takes place in this ultimate universe. Of, like, oh, this is what it could have been like. And then she has to protect her seat during a
1: re-election.
0: And that's the closest I got. But this yeah. is like the first thing that's like, well, here it is, motherfucker. This is what we're dealing with. So
1: right, that's very on brand for you. But it's <laughs> like the closest I got, which is very on brand for me. Is this podcast? It's like a um, it's a improv podcast about a guy who falls through a dimensional portal behind a burger king (laughs) into this fantasy land where everything's like real kooky and crazy and basically like they just on a whim i forget it's maybe five or six years old at this point but just like on a whim they were like oh there's this wizard and he's fighting the dark lord And the Dark Lord, quote-unquote of that, has, like, turned into a stand-in for Trump. So, like, when he won, like, the Dark Lord, like, took over the town. Oh, no. And when the pandemic started, they all got, like, blown apart into these different realms. And, like, the guy's a dad, so he's like, I'm trying to teach these kids. But they keep jumping. It's like... That's like literally the only time I've like let it into any of my media where they're like so absurd, like saying like, oh yeah, we had to fight this dark lord because he's doing like some really crazy shit.
0: Exactly. Mm-hmm. So That's what's it called?
1: Sticking. It's called um, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I think you would love it actually. I'm,
0: it sounds kind of Nightvalian and
1: I love Nightmale, so it's um have you ever played those Jackbox games?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Oh. Well, for people listening, for people who um do that, it's like a game you can play on Zoom. Got it. okay. Yeah.
0: That is very on brand for you, and I love it. I yeah, love it.
1: So I'm glad we're both, you know, sticking on our lanes, which is something we tell people frequently to do on our show. <laughs>
0: Stay in your lane, you know. I did. I said that I read one sci-fi and then I stopped reading anything. Because it's been hard. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It's just. And then like, cause I read, I make a point of reading the news for a limited time because mm-hmm. for a while I was trying to, I was doing the opposite. It's like, I want to stay informed. Cause I was like, listen, I can only change so much and I can't change it if I don't know. So I was reading everything and it was severely impacting my mental health because mm-hmm. you can stay on top of the news and read all of it. But you as an individual, me as an individual living in the state of Missouri with no role in government, I can't mm-hmm. do much. Mm-hmm. But then I started like just limiting it. I read the headlines. I get these email newsletters that I do now. And that's about it. I don't even go to the websites. I go to, I read the newsletters. They're from trustworthy sources. It's like the Washington Post and Box. Yeah. And they, and they have like the rundown of the headlines and the top news. And I'm like, hey, great.
1: If I want to buy more,
0: I'll go Google. it.
1: Yeah. You know, it's really hard. Cause it's like, um, like my job, I've been trying to like just focus on like local. So my job is like, every single day hearing like just the tidal wave of need like and desperation and hardship that people are in so it's like what can I do you know with my limited super limited capacity to connect some people or help some things out and like that's about it like anything outside of that I'm like I have no I'm too busy raising my kid (laughs) or to like follow what's going on like I heard something like I woke up yesterday and people were talking about like Biden being interviewed by Charlemagne. Oh, and then I yes. went to bed. I, like, I can't I can't even hearing about Doja Cat stripping for white supremacy and I was like, I can't I have no capacity to understand <laughs> what happened in either of those scenarios. I and don't know. Honestly,
0: that level of shit, I don't even care, honestly. <laughs> like I don't listen to Doja Cat or I, she had that say so song. You know what? I'll just stop listening to it. Yeah. By, it, doesn't even, it doesn't matter. They could have a shoe as the <laughs> candidate for the Democratic nominee. I'm still going to be voting for him. It, it doesn't
1: matter. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Oh, so, on so that sorry. depressing aside, oh,
0: I forgot about Charlemagne. Oh, I forgot. I also
1: forget I read his book. Sometimes I'm, I remember still I'm like, surprised like you read his book. Like, I'm not surprised you read it because you read everything, <laughs> but I'm surprised that it is a book. And you know what?
0: This is before I learned from you. I learned better from you. I think mm-hmm. it's been an
1: odd book for <laughs> oh, hmm And I don't know. It was probably like $9.99. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> so so really you gave it just I
1: Bezos $3 to read that book. <laughs>
0: Oh my gosh. See? And then you had mentioned it in that one episode and I was like, holy shit. I'm just out here spending credits willy nilly. Molly's Mm -hmm. right.
1: You gotta make sure that
0: price is over that $14.99. Can we... I want to talk about... So there's a seed that I still only sort of get. Because I'm a dummy and this is
1: I might not get it either. I don't know why you're asking me.
0: So while... So he goes in and he's like stupid. He finds this real estate developer and i think i get it basically and i don't know the order of things so i'm just going to say what happens basically mm-hmm. darren finds this real estate developer's name no not even the developer he finds the notary public's name mm-hmm. and she's like this real estate development developer or maybe it was a real estate lawyer somebody was supposed to come and drop off some papers to get signed in mm-hmm. front of the notary public so that this sale is binding and um you know legit and she's like, mm-hmm. she never showed. So now we're all like, where? It's kind of a red herring. It's like, it's like Mora is her name or is it mm-hmm. Monica? Something with an M. Mm-hmm. And it's like, where is Monica? Where is this real estate developer? And when Darren goes to kind of investigate, what we learn is Leroy really wants to set up, he wants to buy all the land and set up like almost not a reservation, I don't know if that's the word, but like a sovereign, like their own land where they can sort of live sovereignly Mm -hmm.
1: with the Cato
0: natives, live sovereignly and not have to worry about, you know, all these interlopers up on their land. And part of that deal is he is going to sell all his land to Rosemary. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Rosemary is making the promise. Yes, you can stay here. Yes, you all can live and, you know, we'll we'll leave you alone. Mm -hmm. But with some digging in the legal paperwork, it, they sort of find out that what's actually in the plans is they want to build casinos on the land. Mm-hmm. And not only that, they want to cut the tribe out of the earnings completely. Mm-hmm. And so it is a big sort of revelation. And they're pressing Leroy to sign. Leroy, knowing this, doesn't want to sign.
1: Right. And the woman, um, I think it's an attorney, and that's his business card Darren sees at his house. Mm-hmm. And basically she reads through the paperwork and sees this that's bad right. deal. And she goes to talk to Leroy and keys Leroy and the Cato tribe in to say, this is not a good deal. You shouldn't take this. That's Rose right. Barry and them find out about it and they kill her to keep her from, or they disappear her or whatever. I was going to
0: say, was she dead for real?
1: I feel that's like right. she was dead, right?
0: That's right. Listen, because they find I mean, her car. Mhm. She's definitely missing at one point, and like we have this whole, whole other person who are like, where? What happened to? It's like Monica or Mora or mm-hmm. something. So yes, and like, see, I'm telling you, I couldn't remember if she was a lawyer, but that's right. She comes and she shows it to him because her conscience gets to her. She's mm-hmm. like, "This is a bad deal, and I cannot be legal, and I can't. I don't want you signing this without understanding."
1: what you're actually giving up.
0: Yeah. You're the true hero here.
1: Yeah. 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 Seriously. Because <laughs> she dies by this shit. Like,
0: no, nah, man. I don't, I don't think you should do it. And so that's sort because leading up to this, and like, even at this point, all signs are pointing that Leroy disappeared this boy. Yes. <laughs> he's, he's no threat that he's like, there's no body so they can't say he killed him, but they're like, you played a role in his disappearance. And I think at one point it kind of comes up between, it kind of becomes a wedge between Darren and Greg. Cause Greg really wants to move forward with like um, a crime, maybe even a hate crime.
1: Yeah. Yes. Because he's like, I can make this a hate crime under these new rules for what constitutes a hate crime. And because it's a hate crime, Perpetrated by an old black man against some, you know, white, boy. white, like white supremacist. Like, this is gonna skyrocket my career. I'm gonna my name is gonna be everywhere. I'm definitely gonna get this promotion if this happens.
0: Fuck Greg, too. Like everybody yeah. in this book is just obsessed. <laughs> I walked right into that. <laughs> So yeah, so like, but though they also find like the clothes at Leroy's house like not good for our man Leroy, and his story is not
1: matching up, or what he like put the boat away, and where he was at, and when he was on the horse.
0: Mm Mhm. And and they don't have a body, but they're jumping straight to
1: murder. Yes, like everyone's like that kid dead because again, everyone's like fuck Levi. Because they really like make him out to be a little turd. They're like, no, he was like being real racist and he was, like tagging his like, house. Tagging his house and being like real wild and pretty much everyone except for Levi's mom, his brother and his sister. Like, eh. Um, and then
0: mm-hmm. so the pressure is hot, but Leroy conveniently falls he goes into a coma.
1: Into a coma. <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: and you know, I can't think of anything, but you're like, nigga, I'm out. Bye.
1: I, I don't <laughs> well, know why I feel really- like, fair like don't like the racists come and like beat him up or something
0: Like I don't think he was beat up or anything I think he's just an old man <laughs> and the stress got to him and he's like I need a nap and he just kind of <laughs>
1: but it's like after he's arrested right
0: yes he's not arrested yet like in the legal term of arrest like he's, he's out he's not in any kind of custody but people are starting to look at him funny
1: yeah, it's like seconds before he's about to be arrested. He I love it because like, falls it's just such, into this coma. It's
0: a perfect old man move. <laughs> yeah.
1: His nope. daughter's there. She's like distraught, confused, understandably. Yes. Um, she's like, I told you to move away from this, <laughs> you know, town a long mm-hmm. time ago. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, she's crying, she's really upset. She doesn't trust Darren. Because you know her daddy's about to be arrested. She doesn't know what's going on. Um, oh, okay, you were right. Someone did shoot someone shot
0: Leroy. How we forget that?
1: Because I feel like I feel like it was the I feel like some people drive by Levi's house at the beginning and they're being real crazy. And they have like a Confederate flag in the window. And it's yeah. like that dude who shoots Leroy.
0: And I definitely remember they were driving past his house being, like, intimidating. Mm-hmm. And, like, making a whole show of, like, showing the guns and driving past his house and basically mm-hmm. just rubbing it in that he can't do anything about it.
1: Right. And that's why he gets so mad at Darren because he's like, okay, you're here wasting time, but there's, like, literal hate crime going on outside my house. Like, the fuck are you going to do about that?
0: Exactly. So so he, while he's in the coma, they sort of, like, Figure I can't remember what happens if they find Levi first or if Rosemary sort of like spills the whole beans. I'm gonna say what I do remember, and yeah. if the order is wrong, forgive me. Basically, what we basically what we learn is Rosemary really wanting this deal to happen has sort of like she's worked with her
1: um her attorney. Um,
0: yeah, sorry, Alexa was being, being oh cautious. I was letting her finish. I was like, <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Yeah, she's working with her attorney and her son. So Le- Leroy has taken the boy and like sort of sh- sent him away on this island. He's safe. Mm-hmm. He's giving him sandwiches. He's hanging out on this island. Because well, he, wants- he
1: is safe. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, he's not dead.
1: He's not dead. He's, <laughs> he's not in a good way with the fight.
0: <laughs> he's not injured or or you know, he's, he's still got all his limbs and he's still got his life. He's doing fine. He's doing better than Leroy. So, so they um, find him. There is a whole, whole scuffle taking place on, like, this boat, which I'm oh, still kind of confused about.
1: I really, I love this whole part because when I was thinking, like, Marcus didn't know what he was getting into. This is it. So uh, Darren goes and he's like, I need, like, someone who knows these islands. And Marcus yes. is like, well, I've written a paper about it. <laughs> so dear it's like okay come on they hire this guy to drive the boat and they're going the guy out.
0: volunteers
1: oh the guy volunteers mm-hmm. they let like go he's like the shady guy white guy and they're kind of he's kind of like yeah i can i can help you yeah. and it seems kind of too good to be true and it's just another like really great set piece where they're out like on this lake and they're talking about the history of it and you're getting like more pieces about like um this old-timey lady who's um uh slaves ran away and how they like you know hid with um the Cato tribe and Darren's like putting like pieces together and then they like go and they're like way out there and the, the boat driver's like surprise I'm a racist. He's
0: got like a tiny little Confederate flag on his wrist
1: <laughs> on his wrist and there's like a scuffle and Marcus is like fighting him and he's like basically he takes him out there and he's like no you're not about to put my my bra um is it Levi he's friends with, or was it, or not he's, Levi, Bill or Gil? I think he's
0: working with, like, Rosemary, because they want the oh, business deal to go through.
1: Yeah. Well, he, he's not, like, he's he's about to take them out.
0: He's um, got Darren in, like, a chokehold. Right. All of a sudden, <laughs> our boy Marcus, <laughs> like, I guess just bashes him upside the head with, I don't know, an air, an Air can- canister. I don't know yeah. what he has, but he knocks him out.
1: He knocks him out. And like, parents, <laughs> like, can you drive that boat? does he have to drive a boat
0: too? Oh my gosh.
1: It's and just, I think, like, more than Marcus signed up for.
0: He wasn't here for it. He didn't want it. He, he was happy in his little, you know, knock, like little grocery store museum, looking at postcards and talking about ghosts. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You, you don't want this. And so then they go, they get this little boy. He's an ungrateful little shit. Like, I was like, mm-hmm. After all this, he's sitting here calling people diggers and everything. I'm like, I would have left. I'm like, I'm going back home.
1: This and he, and this is how I... Darren puts everything together. He's on the island, the specific island, where Rosemary's people ran away from. So it turns out that Rosemary's um, ancestor, she had these people enslaved. They ran away, joined the Cato tribe. Their descendants are Leroy and the Cato people and them. And that's how they knew the island. And that's how Darren, I think he puts it all together that uh, Leroy had the kid.
0: Yes. Mm-hmm. And that Rosemary was mad, was still mad about this. Right. Them leaving. Some it shit that up, didn't happen to her. Yes. It comes up later that like, she's kind of mad and still spiteful. And she believes that that's hers in a way. Like
1: right. the land
0: and the property and like, those people are still sort of like hers because her family owned those slaves girl it's wild damn and i'm sure we got something finagled but again this is a mystery for more intelligent people than i am apparently
1: there are a lot of moving parts in this
0: the real estate and the law and i'm like what is the the town developed the urban policy there was so much
1: there's a lot um, but yeah they find Leroy, he jumps out at them. He's all covered in fleas and like dirty and stuff. I guess yeah, I guess you're right. Like Leroy was taking care of him, but when he fell into that coma, <laughs> like no one was out there to bring him baloney. So.
0: Yes. so Levi's mad, he's a little ungrateful, but then he's like, like, we're coming to take you home. There is a really good line that's like the, you know, I guess like the thesis of the whole story, because he's like because the little boy's like, well, where's Leroy? And, like, Darren's like, oh, well, he got shot. Can't have all that hate talk out there and not end up in violence some kind of way. It's just human nature. You talk it enough and it carves out a path of permission in your heart. Starts to make crazy shit okay.
1: hmm
0: And I thought that was a really good quote and a really good line.
1: Yeah. Oh. It, it's, it's interesting when he finds the kid, too. Because, like you said, the kid's, like, ungrateful. But then he's also, like, kind of clinging to Darren. I guess he's still a kid because yeah. it, that's it exactly like it's like he's still a kid and all he knows is this dude came to save him so he needs to stay next to this dude because he's like the only fucking stable one in his life but at the same time he's still black and so it's like is this kid gonna be able to c- overcome his like racist ways and realize it and like I think the great thing about this is basically Darren is like I really don't give a fuck I really don't care if this kid tries I did my job. I I found that kid. That's exactly what I was supposed to do. I don't have to feel sorry for him. I don't have to feel empathy. I don't have to feel like I changed his life. I don't have to do this. I don't have to do that. I don't have to give a fuck if he turns around or whatever. I found the kid. Here you go. He's Bye. like, the rest is on you. Bye. And it's like that is such like a great reversal of that trope like a black person comes and they like put their life on the line and they do everything and they save everything. And it's like at the end, like the little racist kid is like, oh, you know, maybe I can be better. And it's like, yeah. Darren's like, fuck that, I don't give a shit. He's like, did I get Mac in my, and therefore myself off? That's all I really care about in this situation.
0: And that's all, yeah. And we gonna get to that
1: because- Ooh, Right? Because I, I think that's, I, the mystery in this was good, but I think that underlying story it's just, it's a little bit better than, like... All the, this,
0: yes, all the messy stuff. stuff on the mm-hmm. outside. Mm-hmm. I do want to say, she wraps everything up, so, you know, Rosemary and her lawyer-slash-boyfriend, they're eventually, I guess, I don't know, the real turn indicted, like, they're like, oh, y'all are some fraudsters. You committed, mm-hmm. committed conspiracy to fraud. They go, they skip town, though. So mm-hmm. I don't know, I don't know what, what happened there, but that's what's happening there. And then um the lady... Her name was Monica, not Mora. She is never found. It's like she just disappeared. That's why I was, like, gasping, because they never say straight out she was murdered.
1: Yeah, they find her like, car empty,
0: right? Yeah, they find her car. It's, like, abandoned. And I think they say it looks like she just walked away, but there's no body, so they can't really move forward. It's just a missing person. I think they said, uh, Leroy gets arrested for kidnapping. <laughs> <laughs> And um, and so they're hoping that maybe, what does it say? Greg had left town by then, and so had Darren, but not before he got gotten the old man to sign legal documents that Lisa had generously had a lawyer at her firm prepare pro bono for Mr. Page. Papers that turned over property rights to Margaret and Donald Goodfellow with a clause that spe- specifically forbade any subleasing of the land, thereby eradicating the legal and cultural loophole the white nationalists in the trailer park had used to usurp a whole swath of Hopetown. So... So, you know, he's still arrested, but you know, his family and the whole people, they get their they get their land, get the land back in their own name with no ties, no strings attached. Right. And
1: they clear all the racist off. Like they're all leaving.
0: I, as saw they're leaving. I was like, yes. <laughs> get them gone. Okay, let's get let's get to the thing.
1: Let's yeah, let's talk about it. <laughs> because <laughs> this is like you so all that happened is like, okay, that's a great mystery and had all these little threads. But then, like, the real, like, gut punch comes, like, after.
0: And it is something. Because, honestly, this is the only thing I could for the longest remember about this book.
1: It's because it's, like, the, it's like the thing that really hits you. Because it's kind of like you said. Like, you kind of get the sense that Leroy did it or at least was involved in it. Like, the who stole Levi? Like, who uh-huh. has Levi somewhere? You kind of get. You don't know the particulars of it, but you kind of get the sense that. It's gonna be Rosemary or it's gonna be Leroy. Mm-hmm. And, or it might be Gil, but he's too dumb. <laughs> oh, <laughs> when turn, right? When it turns out to be kind of both of them, you're kind of like, okay. But this other part I did not fucking see coming.
0: Came out of nowhere. So so he comes back home and like I don't even know what leads up to it, except I think he he you know, he checks in with his boss and he's like, yo, we got a guy. I can't remember. Honestly, I can yeah, remember And that the
1: boss kind of knows. He's kind of like, this seems fishy. Like, this is not... This seems really fucking convenient. Yes. Um, so Dara's like, okay, whatever. Things are t- completely fucked over with Lisa because, like, he's not trusting her with Greg. Um, he's already called... Um, what was her name again? I want to say Ronnie, but it's... Randy. Randy. Randy?
0: Randy. Ronnie's yeah. the, the, the dead skinhead. Okay.
1: Everyone has such similar names. Levi, Leroy, Marianne, Monica, like, Randy, Ronnie. So Randy, like, he's already, like, called her again and thinking, like, the moral thoughts. Um, The mom is, like, wilding out. He still doesn't have the gun. Um, He's made this huge, like, um, uh, uh, morally, to him at least, reprehensible decision to, like, Pin this murder on somebody else, and um, go against what everything his uncles taught him, and then he goes to talk to Mac, and then shit hits the fucking fan.
0: Oh, and a little bit before that, because I was mm-hmm. flipping through it again, and I forgot one little detail. He goes uh, to see his boss, because again, like that DA—I hope it's the DA. I don't know, like it's some. Um, I think it's the DA, whoever prosecutes for the city, like the guy in charge of prosecuting murder. He suspects that he knows something. He comes into the office of his boss, and the DA's there, and the gun is there.
1: Oh, right.
0: The gun is there. And he's like, so, hey, Darren, how come you got a confession from some guy saying he killed Ronnie while the weapon that did it is sitting right here with us? Mm-hmm. And Bill, or what's-his-face, has been in jail for the past six years. How's that mm-hmm. happening? And Darren's like, <laughs> I'm <laughs> And so they even, like, I think they threaten him with some kind of, like, not murder. It's like, you're messing with the obstruction of justice. Yeah. I know, I know my law terms. I don't, I don't understand how any of this works.
1: (laughs) They're basically saying, like, you in, you in trouble. (laughs)
0: trouble, You in danger, girl. You in
1: danger, girl.
0: (laughs) Yeah. So he, like, so he has to go to Mac's house. He's gonna be like, Mac, man, they got the gun. And like he can't even digest this fact before this little girl shows up, and she's like, "I killed Ronnie Malvo." And Terrence' world is flipped
1: upside down. Terrence is like, "What the fuck are you talking about?"
0: (laughs) And she's like, "And like, and Mac knew it, which is you know what, Mac? That's not what a good friend does." You got to tell if this man is going to cover up a murder for you. You got it. at least... least
1: I understand you were trying to help your daughter. I understand. But it's like, Darren was like really ride or die for you. Like You could have told him the truth. He needs these details. Or maybe he wouldn't because they kind of talk about it too. Like, again, it's that thing about forgiveness. So it's like, he, Darren thought he was saving an older Black guy who was always good to his family, who was being targeted by racists. He thought that the guy came to his house, threatened the daughter, uh, Max shot him in self-defense. That, in Darren's mind, was, he was like, even though it's against my uncle's like Black and white morality, it's it's what is, even though it's not legal, it's what I believe is right to protect this man. Right. When in reality, is that this, this girl was sleeping with this <laughs> white supremacist. Previst,
0: running drugs for him. Running
1: drugs for him. Uh, when when she was, he
0: showed up wanting some mm-hmm. money that she didn't have, she shot him.
1: She shot him. And that, Darren is like, I couldn't have done any of this stuff. He's like... And I think maybe he's like, he's asking himself, would he have, like, helped her? Would he have done this? And, like, the answer he knows in his of hearts, And I think Mac knows too was no, he wouldn't have helped her cover can this I, shit
0: up. Can I read the sentence, like the uh, paragraphs that like wrenched me? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, oh, wait, 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 wait. He did, the whole time he thought he was saving an elderly black man who had 70 years worth of justification justification for shooting a white supremacist threatening his granddaughter on his property. But in fact, he was protecting a millennial black girl. Okay, hold on. <laughs> she probably isn't a millennial.
1: Right, she's probably Gen Z. If
0: she's, She's like, in college... Yeah, she's probably... You know, I'm gonna let it slide. A millennial Black girl who was putting out to get weed from a man who called her a nigger. Yes, Pop, I am some kind of fool. He thought he owed Mac everything. Owed his elder what the world couldn't and wouldn't give him for most of his life. Protection. But what did he owe Brianna McMillan, a girl who had ignored history and gotten in bed with the enemy? They just talk like that. Not all of them really hate Black people. It's like any other gang. They just showing out, you know. They kill people, Brianna, Darren said. Not Ronnie, she said, with a note of tenderness that made Darren want to vomit. And
1: I was like, oh, Darren. Oh, my man. Oh, brother. I feel like Darren gets punched, like, right in the nuts. I did, too.
0: (laughs) I did, too. I did not see any of this
1: coming. It's so wild, and it's such, like, a great turn of, like, everything that's happened before. Like, I was saying, like, he thinks, like, with the kid, like, he's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if I've changes kid's life. It doesn't matter if like this happens or that happens. I did what was asked of me. Um, and that's it. I don't have to think about this anymore. But then like he goes home and he's hit with the same fucking question. It's like, where, what is your, like your moral code? And how is it going to be changed in light of like all this racism and the Trump years and like, you know, all this like people getting in bed with racists and like, so intertwined. It's like when the world is in black and white, how are your like black and white morals going to be tested?
0: And you're, you put it more eloquently. I just could be like, I was just thinking this bitch over and over again, (laughs) because he put himself
1: on the line. Everything, like the only, the whole time, like the, even though Darren makes this huge change from one book to the other, Like, the underlying thing for him has been, like, he's been so proud to be a Texas Ranger. Like, that has been, like, and loyalty, like, that has been, like, his heartbeat throughout these two books. And now it's, like, he literally put his wife, his um, family's land, his distance from his mother, (laughs) like, his pride in being a Texas Ranger, everything on the line for basically this girl who was sleeping with a white supremacist and like selling were they selling like crank or were they was like, like, i think she was just running weed weed yeah, yeah. and it's like just frivolous oh, bullshit
0: it was so and like because it's really hard for me nowadays to be genuinely surprised by a book
1: mm-hmm. and like
0: that and i don't mean that to sound rude like I do too much research usually beforehand.
1: Yeah. Like, I
0: know, I know what's going to happen. Or, like, you know, books fall. This, this, when com- I tell you this sucker punched me. It
1: sucker punches you, but there's, like, little, little things leading up to it. Because isn't she, like, kind of, like, coming around and um, Max being, like, super cagey and not wanting her to talk or something? Well,
0: um they're both acting funny, but you crack it you think it's just
1: oh well they're all nervous about you know this mm-hmm. murder that happened. Mm-hmm. but mac knows he knows that he fucked up and he's like he knows that darren wouldn't have done all this shit
0: oh. Um,
1: oh, and now is. like that they found the gun and it's like where's the mom what role did she play in this like what's gonna happen it's just it's mm-hmm. like a great ending to this book
0: I think my review on Goodreads was just like that fucking ending. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's it. Like Darren just kind of like goes home. Yep. He has a drink. He calls Randy and he's like, Well, shit's happening.
1: Yep. That's <laughs> the end of the book. Yeah. I
0: I don't know. I'm like, I don't I don't know how much of the third book I want dealing with the mystery. I want this to be, I don't want it pushed to the side like this. I want this right. to be the main
1: it's like depending on how many books there are. If she's seeing this yeah. as a trilogy, then I can see like the third book because there's so many like hanging pieces
0: mm-hmm. left
1: over, or, like threads that just like started but don't end. Yeah. So if there's like four books or more, then I can see maybe I'll I'll stick with you another book and let some of this other tension build back up. But you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying, Attica, Like, if you'd like to, like, just delve into the mess in the next one, I'm yeah. For it.
0: When it's and like, I'm. I agree. It doesn't need to be the next book, but when it's resolved, I want it to be the star be of the definitely. show.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I don't want unless
1: it to be- there's something like they can tie it into like his dad or his mom or like they can tie it into like something really personal to Darren.
0: Yeah. I don't want him out in the boonies looking for some other kind un- of unrelated.
1: Right, thing. some like or, incest. <laughs> you know, people sleeping with, no.
0: Some meth, he's got to shut down some meth production thing and like, no, I don't want it. I want, because I am really invested in this story. Like Darren went on a whole ass journey from that first book to this book.
1: Mm-hmm. and Like, like he literally changed. Him. He literally put every single thing that he cared about in jeopardy for this and for what it hurts you hate to see it you hate to see it dude. that's why you should just stay your ass at home but it's like he couldn't he never could have because it happened on his fucking property oh gosh like there was no universe that he could have existed in where he wasn't gonna get like tangled up in this shit
0: yeah and like the only thing was, and it would, the only way that would have prevented it would be if he act would be for him to act against his own morals, would be if he had turned them mm-hmm. into the police right away. Mm-hmm. If he had like called and had the investigation happen right away, then his hands would be clean. The whole thing with the daughter, probably granddaughter, probably would have come out. Or or Mac would have, I don't know. Mac Taking probably the fall. would have
1: covered for her. He probably would have taken the fall. And then it's like, could you really have lived with yourself for oh. that? Good. It's good. good. It goes back to the tension between his two uncles. Like, that's the thing that probably William would have done, but William is dead, so Clayton probably would have been side-eyeing him. Like, oh, wow. Good one, Darren. You really put away that old black man for defending himself. You
0: showed him. Ooh, Ooh, it's so good. Like, yeah, so I don't know. Like, this second one, I, I think I gave that first one, like, three stars. Like, it was good. I was just a little disappointed in Darren, but ooh,
1: this one How many stars, is it at a five yes i give this like a four and a half this is really good
0: oh yeah this one i gave like a four four maybe five yeah maybe four and a half that first one i gave three
1: yeah
0: just because i was a little disappointed in darren
1: yeah like, it's like you definitely have to read both of them um like if you know if we're getting into recommendations like you definitely have to read yes Bluebird bluebird to understand what's going on in heaven my home um yes
0: this is not a series you can come into in the middle
1: and it's interesting like i can absolutely see this being a tv tv show or a movie or something like on hbo or
0: yeah a limited series on hulu or something she Mm -hmm. used to she wrote for tv so she knows yeah
1: i think she wrote on little fires everywhere right
0: i know she definitely did empire right she did empire she did she worked on the hulu adaptation and when they see us. I didn't know that.
1: Oh, yeah. No, she's got, like, some really big writing credits. Like, to like TV writing yeah. credits to her. That's why I'm, like, this would be, like, if it's, like, her own work, that would be a great... And she's, like, involved in it. I'm sure it would yeah. be great. Because, like, the writing yeah. is extremely cinematic. Yes. Oh. Like, we and always you know complain, what? like, I don't know what this character looks like. I don't know the setting. Like, I can see in my mind's eye like what Darren looks like, what Lisa looks like, what this fucking like lake looks like.
0: Oh, these tiny islands. Oh, mm-hmm. And that kind of leads me to think it's probably going to be three books because mm-hmm. it's just been in my experience that when, like with The Hunger Games, when people who used to write for TV write books, they really like three react structures. Yeah. Because I think this book itself, if you exclude the, um, the prologue with Levi Levi out in mm-hmm. wherever he is and the end where he goes back home and deals with his mother mm-hmm. It's a three oh no it's four. It's a four part. Never mind. Going through so that whole thing. I thought I was about to say I thought it was a three part story, but it's not it's four. Uh
1: so well I could I could see it being three because it's like I don't know what mystery he can have while he's under investigation.
0: That's true.
1: You know what I mean?
0: people's eyes are on you now bro
1: yeah it's like now he's got to clear his name now he's got to find out where his mother is how they got that gun like and i wouldn't even be like totally surprised if like there aren't more wrinkles to the story with what happened with ronnie oh,
0: i bet somebody witnessed it we don't know about mm-hmm. mm, mac running his mouth told somebody else about it
1: mm-hmm. right
0: oh bill king He's gonna be like, well, black. You told me to take the fall for it. Oh right. He wouldn't find my son. He said, right. or I won't find your son. Ooh, it's gonna be messy.
1: Randy coming back in some capacity.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lisa and Greg, whatever the fuck they were trying to say.
0: Shady. Ooh, I can't wait. Listen, <laughs> I'm excited after this third book. I hope right? she does all of this. So yeah, it's I definitely were time
1: it. that you need to rewrite it. But I hope like, four years. Like, I do what
0: happened. Oh, uh, I, I need to go, I'm going to reread them. The thing is, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also not looking forward. They are just so, I said this already, they are so dense. Yeah. So it is kind of, like, reading them is work, because you got to be paying attention. You cannot, some books, you know, you can just, like, kind of mindlessly read, and no, you got to be thinking.
1: Yeah, you got to, like, really pay attention. I will say, like, the audiobooks are very good for this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And, like, they're not always great for really dense books, but I think just, again, her style of writing is so cinematic that it really works well in audio.
0: Does the narrator have a Texan accent?
1: I think, like, he does that thing when people are talking.
0: Ah, okay. I'm here for that. I don't know right? why. Woo. So So that's Highway. Ah, I almost said Highway, My Home. That's Heaven, My Home. Yeah, that's the ending of Heaven in My Home, and we are just hanging here until I guess at this rate, twenty twenty one. I guess it's two years between the book
1: until we know.
0: I, I hope we're all in a better America in twenty twenty one.
1: Right.
0: I mean, those of us in America, if you're here for you.
1: Well, I think we both recommend
0: it. So, yes, definitely. You so got to read the first one
1: though. What are you reading?
0: Okay. <laughs> it's not great. I am still working on this. Is how you lose the time war. <laughs> every week I pick it up and I read that last paragraph I've been stuck on. And I'm like, I don't want to read this. And I put it down. And then every two weeks my checkout on Overdrive expires. And every week I'm, I guess, renew the hold. And it's like, bitch, you mean it? Really? And I'm like, yeah, I guess.
1: So- this is going to be your uh, fucking Bear Town for 2020.
0: No. I ended up like even while I was reading Bear Town, I liked it. This one, oh God, <laughs> like why am I finishing it? I need to just DNF it. You mm. know what? Maybe I will, cause I'm not.
1: I, mean, I mine's think mine's too short.
0: It really is. It's also, but here's the thing: it's harder to DNF a short book. Like I'm already halfway through. There's only a hundred pages left, and I'm like, I can knock this out. <sighs> But that's, that's me. Another book. I then started a book on hoopla. I was like, oh, I want something really interesting. Something like completely different. So I got this book called Rabbit, A Cultural History of the World's Most Diabolical Virus.
1: Oh, man. I have seen that. Now would not be the time that I would read it, but I heard it's very good.
0: Really? Because I am so bored. Really? They are talking about everything but rabies in this oh. We've talked about the domestication of dogs. We've talked about old-timey medical practices. Right now, we're talking about old people in the past who had rabies, which is sort of interesting. But, like, you don't stay on one case with any length of time to really, like, get to know what, who they were, what they were like, what the times were like when they got treated. But, mm-hmm. like, when they had to get treated for this disease, it's just like, oh, this guy had it. And then this person had it. And then this person had it. and this is. And then they talk a little bit about how rabies sort of influenced horror. Mm-hmm. um like you know like zombies, zombies. And, and werewolves but it's like again they only like say oh yeah rabies influenced zombies and then they talk about all this history about the history of like werewolves and zombies but they are oh, like, not but like, not specifically rabies is sort of, yeah oh. until it's sort of tangentially related i'm like how do you book about rabies boring <laughs> <laughs> so I- i'm not i'm stuck like 30 percent of the way on that one too and again, I'm not gonna I feel like I should just DNF it. But then I look at it and I'm like, well, I only have four hours left. And if I read that at two times speed, that's really only two hours. <laughs> and this is these are the mental gymnastics I do to myself.
1: Yeah. And then the
0: final book I'm reading is Meet You in the Middle by Devin Daniels. It is repulsive. I was not supposed to get an ARC. Like Berkeley straight up rejected me. And then I went on <laughs> And then I went on Edelweiss and it was available for download. And I was like, Hoo-hoo! because and I knew why they rejected me, because they knew I was gonna tear it apart. And they were right. Because this book is wow. it's <laughs> worse. It's worse than I thought. It's a rom com, like I think I said, where a Republican aide to a high ranking senator and like a Democratic aide to a high ranking senator fall in love, which already sounds really tone deaf in this like modern day and age. Like mm-hmm. ooh but it's done so it's just so smug and disingenuous and it's just it's revolting mm. I did finish a nice Planet Barbarian book <laughs> like, <laughs> for the podcast and you're like you know what that was say what you would about those books it was a genuine treat to be like it's just you know giant aliens romancing women and not being assholes okay so that's what I've been reading <laughs>
1: All right, all right, I like
0: it. What have you been reading, Molly?
1: Um, so I was like, okay, well, if we are you know gonna have a lockdown summer, oh. <laughs> treat myself to some books, yeah. Um, so I bought like some actual books for the first time in forever, I did too, <laughs> and I was like, oh, this is nice, like, actually having physical books in my hand I forgot how much I enjoyed this it's, it's great it's wonderful um so I got and start I've only started one of them so far um but I got um The City We Became by N.K. Jemison.
0: <gasps> oh yes the book I thought I was gonna get there's a what story remember when I told you about the diverse I asked for the diverse sci oh, I, yeah. I a mystery box and I was like, in case book was, this book was right, right there. there.
1: <laughs> I got that one. I realized that I read the first chapter of it. Um, it was like, it was published somewhere else. I was like, whoa, this is crazy. And then like, I picked this up and I was like, oh, whoa, that was the first chapter of this book. That's great. Or maybe there was like an excerpt of it or something, but I had read part of it before and I was like, oh, wow. It's very different than um, the other two because it's like... I guess they would call it urban fantasy. Uh, I don't know. I need like to know more about that specific term, but it's like set in New York in contemporary times. And there's not like, you know, um, <laughs> like the blood sigils and all that kind of stuff. So um, it's interesting to see her kind of flex, like basically like throw her dick on the table. Like yes, I could do this too. <laughs> It's like I see you, girl.
0: You better watch your genres because I'm coming. I'm crazy. gonna
1: get her to respond to some of our foolishness <laughs> in one way or the other.
0: She retweeted like when we have like promoting She's the said sales. A she times. Yeah, and I appreciate it because that's been you know it helped that that paid get us so out something. there. Right, It really did it helped pay for some uh,
1: year of hosting. So thank right. you. Yeah,
0: but like she doesn't, doesn't get cross a lot to
1: produce this podcast, y'all. Before you get all <laughs> upset.
0: We're not making real money.
1: Just We're not making it. any money. One tweet yeah.
0: came last year. But she hasn't acknowledged us.
1: So. Right. And our foolish. But I'm gonna keep saying foolish things. And so she has to respond. No, it's fine. Like I don't think we ever like do this to get like attention from anyone. It's like if people are listening and looking at us, that's fine. But yeah. just know that I'm gonna continue saying foolish things. Your heroes, like she been threw her dick me. on the table, so
0: <laughs> it, it's oh, That's
1: awesome. I um, heard there
0: was some mm-hmm. kind of controversy with that one because there are these characters called the women in white or the white women or something. Maybe you're not that far yet.
1: I'm not that far yet, but okay. Yeah, I can see how people would be mad. <laughs> <laughs> you know, people mad. Yeah. I'll get to it, and maybe next time I'll have more insight okay. into that and that controversy. And then I got um, "Network Effect" by uh, Martha Wells. Ooh.
0: Oh,
1: she's Murderbot. <laughs> yes, this is the Murderbot novel. Oh, so it's in the same universe. It's actually it's like a novel with Mur- Murderbot.
0: Oh, okay. Because I know yeah. she, I heard she had something coming out, and I thought it was something mm. completely different from Murderbot. I thought she had like was moving <laughs> on. Oh, cool! Good for Murderbot. He got
1: a Yeah. Whole- yeah, about the know. whole novel now <laughs> so I need to read the third novella before I read this one I started it but I didn't finish it um so
0: bad because Tor was doing this thing where they were doing a
1: giveaway like they're giving away every book of the novella <laughs> and, and I, like, I the missed first <laughs> one then I remembered that like Tor was being shady so I was like fuck them and then I didn't it was a whole thing. And then I forgot to download the third one. So it was like a whole fucking thing, girl. I saw that promotional email as well. <laughs> and my life was just not together enough to like download it at each interval where you could get them all free. That and then I to me too. And then I blamed it on them like being anti-library when in fact it was like my own disorganization that kept me from engaging in that promotion. So oh, now I he, feel
0: Mm-hmm. Feel less guilty. Like, if we're anti-tour, then I don't feel that bad. i in there.
1: Give yeah, away. they were. So, cool. And, you know, if anyone's even listening to us anymore, <laughs> you know, <laughs> they can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure they did a thing where they, like, withhold their titles from libraries for, like, an obscene amount of time. I should look that for...
0: up. Well, and then I don't I think we talked about this in the one last episode about that. They're not related to like that National Library Archive where they're just blatantly violating copyright law and putting up PDFs of copyrighted books I without don't, the publisher yeah. or author's permission. It's <laughs> no. a bold move to take.
1: I don't think so.
0: I mean, that's one way to make business. Like, here, I'm just going to steal shit.
1: Right. It's like, here you go um okay there's like a lot going on (laughs) but one of america's largest publishers is screwing over it was something it was like a controversy you can see how this was just a smokescreen for me like not remembering to download it in time
0: um i completely i just completely forgot so i'm glad i'm not the only one i wonder how many people got the complete set
1: i bet somebody did you know, if you are not a caretaker during this pandemic, life looks very different for you right now, <laughs> I think. That's not to say, oh, people have it harder, people have it easier. I'm just saying, when we talk at work and my co-workers are like, I baked bread and I did this and I was gardening and I was that. I was like, I ate a sandwich over a garbage can the other day. <laughs> because I... I could not... Take the time to wash a plate.
0: <laughs> I, like I've been taking helping with my mom and taking care of her. And like there were a few days during the week where I was running on like four hours of sleep.
1: I'm like, is this what it's like having a kid? Get out of it. what this shit. It's like and you start like, seeing things. It's like, what the fuck is that? What's my cat? What <laughs> the fuck is that? What's my cat again? It's like it, no sleep round-the-clock care, it, it fucks with your mind. Like, I don't think we've really talked about, like, why we haven't been back, but it's, like, you know, shit's been real A lot <laughs> these past couple of months, yeah. yeah. So, you know, forgive us if we're a little bit disorganized, but yeah, sometimes just even open, remembering to open an email is a lot.
0: Yeah, I will say I'm already, so I don't know if this made it to the recording. We're switching to recording on Skype. I'm already relieved. Like... <laughs> Half the editing sometimes is making sure shit lines up correctly. Mm -hmm. Making sure if I move one part of your conversation that my part goes with it. Mm -hmm. Cutting stuff out. And, like, this is going to take away, like, half of that. And I'm like, you know what? That's fine. I love it. It's fine. We get shit
1: out there. I mean, we're kind of known for being messy. So. So. People are mad then. That's fine.
0: we, We had a few episodes that were ready to go, but the technical... Thing like yeah. GarageBand just stopped cooperating. Yeah, like I don't know what happened. It's just Molly would put up her episode half for me, to, and I download it, and it'd be like, in GarageBand, like, there's nothing here. Sorry, there ain't shit here. I'm like, but I know there is. Oh and so God. then I'd have to bug Molly, who has a newborn, to be like, hey, <laughs> can you reload it? And I'd feel like an asshole.
1: No, that's father- fine.
0: <laughs> And then she would do it in GarageBand, would still be like nothing, got nothing for like, you. Like now,
1: how I still got I, there ain't nothing here.
0: And just I don't like, know, I know what happened.
1: For three hours.
0: <laughs> and I have no idea when it happened or why, but it just the last few months it just started doing that, and I don't have the patience for it. So garage. That's mayor. fine.
1: Skype is a okay by me.
0: Yeah, it's fine. It's it's working just fine. So. But yeah, I think, was did you have any other books? Sorry, I kind of interrupted you.
1: No, that's fine. I did have one other, but I'll save it to make it look like I was reading more next Dude. time than it actually
0: was. Listen, if I'm still reading This Is How You Win the Time War, throw shit it's at gonna, me. I don't it's going to be Beartown
1: 2020.
0: But I liked Beartown. Okay, not-
1: no, but the whole time you were saying Beartown, it's so boring, I don't like it. And then like one week you came back and I was like, I finished Beartown and I finished its sequel in like a day. I remember I was there
0: (laughs) oh and I loved that book I I don't know I just have a feeling this ain't ain't it this book is pretentious (laughs) AF Town was boring but it wasn't pretentious this book is boring and pretentious Uh, so uh, but that's it I don't know what we have next we'll let you know I can't think that far ahead I'm sorry we'll
1: let you know it'll be you know we'll, we'll see you'll see us You'll know when we're coming back when you see it in your feed. Yes. <laughs> you see the title
0: and that's what we'll be talking about. Hey, it's me again. We got to chatting and straight up forgot to wrap up this episode. So thank you for listening. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Black Chick Lit or on Instagram at BCL Podcast. If you have any questions, comments or concerns, you can email them to contact at blackchicklit.com as always we want to thank our patreons for their support including adoria ali brianna emily frank i found this great book podcast kat katie latoya maria montara and sylvia if you're interested you can join us on patreon at patreon.org slash black and as always thanks to sweet 45 for use of our theme song Jonesin. you can find them on soundcloud at soundcloud.com forward slash sweet
1: 45